Welcome to Special Times today, and my guest is uh, Herb Cabral. Thanks, Peter. It's great to be here. Thanks. Uh, you're welcome. I first met Herb when I joined the East Coast Jumbos hockey team 12 years ago. The East Coast Jumbos are a hockey team for special needs adults and children by two Waltham uh, firefighters, Ray LeBlanc and Jim Perry. Herb is the assistant coach for the Jumbos and worked with me many Sunday mornings at River School, Brink and Weston. Herb's sons, Joey and Dante, skated with me on the Jumbos. Herb is also an advocate, um, an advocate for people with special needs and helps them uh, get jobs. Herb is working with my for one of my former agencies, Horace Mann Educational Associates, which is commonly referred by, by to its by its initials HMEA. I would see Herb at the State House when we would attend the legislative breakfasts sponsored by the Arkham, Massachusetts, advocating for the special needs community. Today, I will talk to Herb about the East Coast Jumbos and his work with HMEA on employment opportunities for people with special needs. Good morning, Herb. How are you, Peter? It's I'm good. Um, how are Joey and Dante doing, and what is happening with the East Coast Jumbos? Uh, Joe and Dante are both doing great. Uh, Dante, it looks like he's going to be uh, switching over to become more of a volunteer with the team, so he'll maybe help out the goalies and uh, help with the practices. Uh, Joe's still skating with the Jumbos. We're pretty excited. Uh, this weekend is a tournament up in Ottawa, so Joe's all fired up about going up to Ottawa. We're going to drive up there. Uh, the East Coast Jumbos are, uh, I think, probably the best adaptive sports program on the face of the earth. And we've, uh, you know, had a great run. Uh, I think it's we've been probably 15 years uh, working with the Jumbos now, and it's always fun to meet new guys that come on the team and uh, work with the colleges and the high schools that we play with, and it's a great time. And, and I, I would like the team to know that my thoughts are and my care is still with the team, and that I still love them to this day, and. I wish I was still playing, but I'm happy what I'm doing now, which is the TV shows, and yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, we miss you too. And I want Ray and Jim to know that I miss them dearly, and I hope one day to see them again. I'm sure they're, they feel the same. It'll be great for you to come back and say hello. Yeah. How did you first get involved with, with the Jumbos, and how long have you been a part of the program? Like I say, I think it's been about 15 years. Uh, we had Dante, uh, who, which is my younger son, uh, as uh, was part of a uh, youth hockey team, uh, and, but there was nothing really for Joe, who has autism. So uh, we were looking around for a program for Joe, uh, and luckily found the program that Jim and Ray had started uh, in the East Coast Jumbos uh, and started participating in that. And I'll never forget the first time uh, Joe used to come into the locker room with Dante and his team, uh, but never you know, suit up. And his first time uh, in the Jumbo locker room, he actually suited up himself. So 
you can see how excited he was about that. And it's been, it's been a great experience for him. Uh, you know, there's social aspects to the jumbos. Uh, and, you know, as you know, we go to tournaments, and uh, so it becomes like a family uh, when, you're, when you see the same people uh, like that for, for that, many, that many years. What have been your roles with the Jumbos? Uh, I'm primarily an on-ice coach with the Jumbos. You know, I help out in the locker rooms too. A lot of times, uh, some of the skaters, uh, guys who play for the Jumbos, need some help in the locker room, so I'll help them get their skates on or tie their skates, uh, kind of marshal them out and make sure they get all, all get out onto the ice. Uh, and then when uh, we're out onto the ice, uh, you know, we work with the guys one-on-one -on -one. Uh, and help them through the drills and keep their attention to, uh, to the drills. How, how did the pandemic affect the Jumbos and has the program changed since, since I played? Huh, I wouldn't say the program has changed much. The pandemic uh, affected us from the standpoint of it kept us off the ice for a while, uh, but uh, Ray was able to uh, find a rink that, was, uh, that would have us in. Uh, you know, at that time, you could only have so many people on the ice and you had to wear masks on the ice. Uh, but, you know, as the pandemic lessened up a bit uh, and the, you know, the rules about wearing masks and such uh, eased up, uh, you know, we stopped having to wear the masks out on the ice. Uh, and we're pretty much back to, uh, you know, a, it's a September through April kind of program. Uh, we start in September out in uh, Watertown, and then we switch over to the Rivers School in November. How many players skate with the Jumbos, and how are the differences in abilities handled? Let's see. You know, we're probably up into the 30 or 40 range of, uh, of individuals that are uh, skating with the Jumbos. You know, we have a kind of a, a, a gray team and a white team. Um, some of the uh, guys have uh, much better abilities than others, so uh, we kind of have a, a group that uh, is more able to play and another group that needs a little more uh, assistance, I guess is the best way to say that. So uh, we split them up a little bit and uh, so that everybody gets ice time. And then uh, when we go to tournaments, uh, typically in the tournaments, uh, they have different uh, levels of ability in the tournament as well. So they have an A division and a B division and a C division or something like that. And we basically tailor uh, the folks that we take to those tournaments uh, to uh, the proper playing levels uh, to the point where uh, typically Ray uh, LeBlanc, who runs the team, will contact the coach of the other team and kind of compare notes on uh, kind of who's on their teams and you know, set up lines so that the lines are competitive against each other during the game. What college and high school programs work, work with the Jumbos? The Waltham High Hawks uh, are uh, kind of the primary helpers uh, with the, uh, and John, boy, I'm blanking on John's last name, he's gonna kill me. Uh, but he's the coach of Waltham High and he comes over and brings a lot of his players uh, and these guys are teenage boys getting up at you know six o'clock in the morning sometimes or early in the morning on a Sunday, uh, so it's great that uh, th they come with us. Uh, some of the colleges we visit uh, for exhibition games, uh, I know we go to Holy Cross, we go to BU. We just uh, we just had a game with the BU girls. A lot of times the Northeastern girls uh, will have us uh, over for a game. Uh, Boston College, 
Holy Cross, if I haven't said Holy Cross, Bentley is another team. Uh, so those are some of the colleges uh, that we play against during the course of the year. And as an uh, exhibition against the college, uh, the college team will uh, put half of their uh, folks in a home jersey and half of their team in a white jersey, and we do the same. And then the, the home jerseys and the uh, away jerseys uh, play against each other in an exhibition game, and it's always always fun. What organization oversees special needs hockey, and how are competitions organized? That's probably a better question for Ray than me, but I know that uh. there's uh, USA Hockey uh, that is kind of the overarching uh, governing body uh, of these, uh, you know, to get sanctioned by these leagues uh, in order to play in tournaments. Uh, American Special Hockey Association is another uh, Another group uh, that helps, uh, you know, organize tournaments uh, and uh, you know provide direction for teams like that. How many teams like like the Jumbos are are there? You know, I don't I don't know the exact number, Peter, but I know that uh, when we go to these tournaments, there's always you know plenty of other teams uh, to uh, to play against at the at the tournaments. So, you know, regionally in the Boston area, I think there probably are. Uh, there's two main, the Boston Bear Cubs, Cats, Cubs, I'm sorry, Bear Cubs, I think was one of the, is one of the other teams uh, that is uh, kind of on the same level uh, as the Jumbos. Uh, there, I'm sure there are probably other uh, smaller groups out there, uh, but it's certainly uh, something that's worthwhile doing for any community uh, to get folks you know, with neurodiverse diagnosis uh, out on the ice, which is great because hockey's for everybody. What kind of support are the Jumbos currently seeking? Volunteers, donations, players, coaches, sponsors? Yeah, I think the East Coast Jumbos would be looking for all of those things. Uh, volunteers are really important out on the ice, uh, especially for the uh, individuals uh, who need a little bit more service than others. Uh, you know, they work with them one-on-one -on -one out on the ice to get them through drills, which is fabulous. Uh, and we can always use sponsors. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's great uh, to, you know, if somebody wants to sponsor, it's uh, eastcoastjumbos.com. Uh, and uh, that'd be great. I'd love to volunteer some time or help out in some way with the team so I could stay in touch with the players. And Yeah, it'd be great. One of the players I was cl close to was Jesse. Yeah, I haven't, se I haven't seen Jesse for a year or two, uh, but I'm sure he'd he'd like hearing from you. Yeah, I haven't heard from um, employment, consulting for HMEA. Now we will discuss Herb's work finding jobs for people with special needs. How long have you worked advocating for employment opportunities for four special needs adults that have worked with HMEA the, the entire time? That's a, a great question. I've started uh, going to a lot of state house events as uh, uh, helping advocate for my son, Joe. Uh, and when he started uh, to uh, approach his 22-year-old birthday, which uh, is the end of your uh, educational uh, benefit. Uh, 
I started looking at all kinds of different agencies uh, for him to go to. Uh, and as part of that search for agencies, uh, I met a guy named Mike Maloney, who was at the time the CEO of uh, HMEA. Uh, and I got to know him just from doing research and uh, kind of what's available for Joe. Uh, and one of the and he used to see me at the state house events. Uh, and one day he approached me at the state house and said, "Gee, I'm uh, putting together a program uh, with." At the time, the company was called EMC, which is a big uh, computer storage manufacturer down in Hopkinton. Uh, and they had a great HMEA had a great relationship with EMC. Uh, and so they were trying to get a program in to hire individuals on the autism spectrum uh, at EMC. Uh, it had gotten most of the way up through their executive uh, committees in HR, human resources. Uh, and so uh, Mike asked me if I would help them do the recruiting, uh, having I'm a 40 plus year IT uh, retired exec. Uh, so I have a lot of IT experience. Uh, and I also have a son on the spectrum, so he thought that was you know, some pretty good qualifications, and that was around 2016 we started talking uh, about that. Uh, and then uh, Dell Technologies came in and bought EMC, so that project kind of went on hold for a little while, uh, but in 2017 they okayed uh, the uh, first uh, hiring event for uh, 2018. So since 2018, uh, we've been working with Dell Technologies every year. Uh, we help them recruit folks. We help uh, job coach the folks who they hire. Uh, HMEA has also uh, started working with a company called Empower. Uh, and uh, Empower hired uh, three folks uh, in the springtime. Uh, so uh, that's, that's the most recent. So uh, since 2018, we've been working actively uh, and getting folks placed. Uh, Dell has probably placed 60 or more uh, folks uh, since 2018 and has become more of a part of their uh, typical HR process. I just wanted to say my, I, I've, been, I've been applying for, for jobs out in the community for um, myself and like I applied to Cracker Barrel, I applied to Costco, in Dedham and different places in Dedham and because my day program called ETC from Vinfin in Somerville, they, they're supposed to find me a, a job coach five days a week from nine to two and to take me out into the community to help me find work but they can't find me one so I go on Indeed and try to apply for for jobs and I began more no's over the phone and by email so. Unfortunately that's more the case uh, than not the case. Uh, you know when uh, I talk to folks that we recruit for these uh, opportunities uh, that's a very similar story that I hear from many many uh, individuals, uh, uh, neurodivergent individuals uh, who are out there seeking work. Uh, you know, it's, it's one thing to give somebody a job, uh, but uh, typically uh, part of the reason it works in Dell, for example, uh, is once the individual comes through the door, uh, they have a mentor in the work group, uh, they have a mentor from outside the work group, they have a job coach, uh, 
so they're kind of set up for success and uh, there's talk of accommodations and those kind of things and so uh, they're really trying to set up a more inclusive environment. So I'm basically I'm basically stuck in my group home five days a week and I can't find work or anything so it yeah, it's, when, it, when I get no's by email and or by phone, it's it's a little little frustrating, but oh well. Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, it's all about uh, education of the companies that are out there doing the hiring, uh, and for them to understand the importance of an inclusive work environment, uh, and you know how they need to change their organization in order to encompass that. And, uh, and it's, uh, they're looking, for, most of the jobs that have called me are looking for nights and weekends and not my hours, which are nine to two, five days a week, so. Yep, I understand. And you know, the, uh, the industry as a whole that supports uh, neurodivergent individuals uh, is going through a real crisis, if you will. It's, it's, it's less a, uh, I should say it's less, it's more of a social uh, crisis even than it is just a workforce crisis uh, because it affects uh, you know entire section of uh, society uh, for neurodivergent individuals uh, who are, uh, who qualify for benefits uh, and who should be supplied benefits, but the agencies involved uh, just can't find enough help. Uh, and that's part of the problem is, uh, you know, in your, uh, a perfect example of that. Here you are, you know, available to go out five days a week, but they just can't find anybody to take you out there. Uh, and that's, you know, uh, agency by agency uh, across the state uh, is, uh, has the same issue. So all we can do is uh, try to tell individuals, uh, tell folks how important it is to, uh, to help you folks out. And, you know, maybe we can uh, get some folks to come forward and, uh, and work with these agencies to help help you folks. And I I appreciate my buddy Herb who I I've <laughs> been friends with for many, many years and many years. And I've always appreciated his friendship to me and it means the world to me and um uh, what are the objectives and how do you work to achieve them? Of the of the hiring, yeah, yeah. The objectives uh, is to have the company uh, that wants to do the hiring uh, to uh, get an inclusive environment in their company. And typically, we start out uh, with an outside of the HR process. Uh, we call it a cohort, uh, and for two weeks, uh, we bring folks in, uh, and they get some social skill training for a few days. Uh, we talk about project management for a couple of days. Uh, we give them a, uh, a sample project to do, uh, and then we give them a larger project to do in the second week. Uh, and it allows uh, the, the hiring managers from the company kind of come in and out uh, during the course of the two weeks. Uh, so they get to see that they get to meet the individuals one-on-one, -on -one, but they also get to see uh, what their specialties are as well, so that they get to see uh, the skills that these individuals have. Uh, and then you know they make those decisions uh, on uh, who gets hired out of that group. Uh, you know, 
Typically, they start as a small trial uh, within these companies. So there's you know, the first year, Dell did, had three people hired. Empire is the same way. But now Dell is probably hiring more than 20 uh, a year uh, as part of their typical HR process. So our, our job is to kind of put ourselves out of business and teach those uh, companies uh, how to recruit uh, and how to create that uh, inclusive environment within their organizations. And then even more importantly, how to support the individuals once they hire them. I, w I want to thank, thank her for coming to Midfielte and recording this episode of Special Times for Pierre Fellows. And I, I also want to thank her for his many years of friendship and his work with the East Coast Jumbos and his current working with people with special needs for their employment opportunities. All right. It's great being here, Peter. Great to see you again. It's good to see you. And, um, um, Medfield, stay tuned uh, soon uh, for the next episode of Special Times with Pierre Filosa.